Creative and welcome back to the Empowered Creatives Podcast, finding confidence between hustle and burnout. I'm your host, Victoria Hines, creative career coach, helping creatives just like you navigate career hurdles. I'm excited about the guests that I have on the show today, who I somehow met through all of my fanciful networking. My guest today is Nick Silverio. He, him, He is a Clear Talent Group New York dancer, actor, choreographer, model, and fitness instructor whose work spans from Saturday Night Live, if you've ever heard of it, to a finalist on So You Think You Can Dance, to the stage of Madison Square Garden in a production of Elf, which I think I've seen that photo and it's pretty... uh, pretty fabulous, and to the fitness rooms at Equinox as a solid core senior master coach. Welcome to the show, Nick. Thank you so much. That was such a fabulous intro. I'm so flattered. Thanks. <laughs> You're so welcome. So I'm going to kick it off with like the, the most pressing question that I have for you. Okay. What do artists and creatives need to know is possible today? Oh, what do they need to know is possible today? Mm-hmm. Well, I think we are so lucky as artists and creatives to have had the bravery and the privilege to pursue paths, doing things that we love. Creating art is such a blessing and so many people don't get to do what they love. Like at the end of the day, they just don't. Um, so I think that I, I want creatives to know that it's possible to continue doing what you love and also like have a life and make money, you know, and be stable. Um, my my grandfather, who is like my biggest inspiration, um, always said to me, he was like, you can do what you love. And if people pay you a lot of money for it, that's pretty awesome too. Like that was his all, you know, his end goal. And that's always my end goal. And um, so as creatives, we can we can have the best of both worlds. It takes a lot of navigation and some strategic decision-making, but it's completely possible. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely, I'm, that's that's the dream is yeah. making money, creating, getting to live a creative life. I think what took me most of my 20s to realize though and figure out was there's not one way to do it. Like oh. there's not one success plan. The, no, that's totally it is the path. There is no clear path. And I think that's why people are so hesitant to pursue a creative career and a creative path, because it's, if you want to go into consulting, you know exactly what you need to do. Like Mm -hmm. you, you go to, you get an, you get an econ degree, you do your first four years, you get a master's, you get your promotion. Like there's such a clear roadmap and for creatives, there just isn't, you can have people that you aspire to be like, you can have Uh, a road that you think you want to take, but it never goes that way. And I think that's really scary. And so that's maybe why people are are hesitant to do something that feels a little bit off the beaten path, because there's simply no roadmap. You have to create your own. Absolutely. Did you ever feel that fear of not having a roadmap? Yeah. I mean, my freshman year of college, I was in a a business program because I couldn't afford a BFA and all of my friends were in New York at BFA programs, dancing 10 hours a day. And I, I really felt bad. Like I felt so behind. I felt like they're all, they're all doing it. You know, they're on the city and that's the path that I have to take if I want to do it. 
And now looking back, I mean, when I, when like young dancers ask me about college, I tell them like, you do whatever makes sense because at the end of the day, a a creative degree, a non-creative degree, no degree, we all end up in the same audition. We all end up in the same callback. We all end up in the same job. It simply just matters that you're there. Yeah, that's incredible advice of it doesn't matter which path you go down. And what what do you think was the benefit of ending up in like a business degree at such a young age? Uh, I mean, I think um, I think the like long term, more obvious benefit is that I'm not going to dance forever and Mm -hmm. I probably will dance forever, but I won't (laughs) probably pursue professional dance forever. And so having a backup plan or like a fallback. Um, I, I have a business degree and I, I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for those really transferable skills. Um, I think the more short-term benefit was just being able to know that I'm more than just, you know, 18 years of dance training. And I think, um, saying I am a dancer is so cool. And I am an artist is so cool, but we are so multi-hyphenated and I'm sure anyone listening, like knows that in their heart, like artists are so skilled at so many things. And that's why we make the best of so many different industries. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why creatives can go pursue pretty much anything because we've already figured out all of these different skill sets. Absolutely. And I mean, our people skills are just (sighs) off the charts. So like you step into any sort of other industry or pivot into something else, people are just kind of blown away by what Mm -hmm. you're able to bring to the table, even though you don't necessarily have the same background that everybody else has. Yeah. You have, I mean, you innately have hospitality skills. You are extremely disciplined. Uh, You problem solve in a heartbeat. Uh, These are all skills that we, you know, learning our art form are just so easily transferable. And the same can be said for like athletes, like those same skills exist for athletes Mm -hmm. that do for artists. So um, I just, we're so much more, there's so much potential in us that is outside of the thing that we've practiced for X amount of years. Yeah, absolutely. What's, what's been something that's helped you build sustainability within your own career? Oh, sure. I mean, I, I think I got lucky in getting a side job that worked out for me. Um, I teach, I teach fitness on the side and, and when I started doing that, um, I was actually doing class pass live with my co-founder Ramita. We would get up at 5am and take the Q train to industry city and get paid like $30 an hour to do a fitness class at 6am. And like, we were just so miserable and like, just trying to hustle and make it happen. And somebody I worked with there was like, Nick, you should audition for this fitness job. And I was young and was like, no, I'm not going to teach fitness. Like I'm, Hmm. I thought I was above it. I really did. I really was like, I'm, I'm not, I don't need to do that. I'm a working dancer. Like I don't need to teach fitness. She's like, no, you're going to love it. It's great side money. Just do it. And so I auditioned and I got it and they shouldn't have given me a job, but they did. And I'm glad they did. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't qualified to teach fitness. And um, here I am almost four years later and, and I, I love my job and I'm Mm. so thankful for the stability and the flexibility. Um, And I think it's just a matter of knowing that you really do have to figure out what that consistency is going to look like. We all crave stability at the end of the day. 
I love that my days look different. I love that Tuesday is always different than Wednesday, but I also love that I have a sincere idea of what my check is going to look like at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. And that's really beneficial. Um, So it might not be what you expect it to be, but really being strategic and finding that, that consistency financially is it's, it's just been a lifesaver for me. Absolutely. How did you know, what were sort of the signs that told you this was the right, sustainable, stable job for you? I mean, I probably didn't know for a little bit. I think I just took a risk and went into it pretty blind. And I was like, this is the job I was offered. So it's the job I'm going to do. But now that I've been in it long-term and looking back, I think A, financially has like, in my mind has to be number one, because I'm getting uh, joy out of the creative work that I'm doing. I don't necessarily need to get as much joy out of the, the side hustle, Um, so it really is a, it serves a very real financial purpose. And so the creatives who are really smart in figuring out, you know, it sounds kind of crazy and very like Gen Z of me to say, but like max amount of income for least amount of work, Mm -hmm. which, which is, is, you know, a smart and strategic decision-making situation. So it's a financial and then B like, you can like what you do. You know, mm-hmm. I, I ended up really starting to like it and I like it a lot now. Um, I think creatives derive most of our joy from that art form, yeah. but you can derive joy from your side hustle too <laughs> with the knowledge that you don't have to. You don't have to love going and being a bartender, you know, three times a week. Mm-hmm. That's okay because it's it's paying your bills and that is bringing you joy. Yep. Something I've realized, it, it it did take me a while about side hustles and that job that's going to sort of pay the bills is there's like, there's a meter um, and there's like a bar of mm. resentment that I feel like it has to stay above. Uh, bar of resentment. Yeah, but yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's true. And finding that job that, like you said, you don't have to love it. But if it gives you enough time, enough energy left in your day and enough resources to do the other thing that you love, then it's serving its purpose and yeah. showing up, be, doing the good job, being there on time, getting the paycheck and then spending the other, spending that paycheck, spending your extra time on the other thing that you love, your craft, your creative work. That's, that to me is like balance. But I think so many creatives, mm. you know, we end up in those jobs where they are the bartender and they're like, I hate my life this is not sustainable. Yeah. And, and I, I think I used to, I used to say this out loud to people, which looking back, I'm devastated that I, I thought I was this high and mighty performer. I used to say, Oh no, no, no. My, my side job will never be my full job. Like I'll never, mm. like I'll never, you know what I, I used mm-hmm. to say like, Oh, I'll never teach fitness full time. Like I, I, I really had an ego about my creative career. And I mean, during COVID, there, there was no creative work. I did become a full-time fitness instructor and I loved it. And I was so <laughs> thankful that I was so thankful to be like one of the only people of my friend group to like not be collecting unemployment. And I wasn't high and mighty. I was just thankful to have a job. Right. So we have to remove the ego from it and like know that we're all figuring it out and it is going to be going back to that different path. It's just going to be so different for everybody. Um, so whether you're doing fitness or you're doing tech or you're a bartender or anything under the sun, like you're doing it. And I respect that. And you should respect that. 
because we're all, we all have the same goal at the end of the day. Mm, Absolutely. I love that you bring up the point of taking the judgment out of it too. Oh, I was so rude. Looking back, I was so rude. (laughs) And it's, it's, it's almost, I feel like that judgment pops up when we are fearful that somebody else's choice is going to have to be our own. Sure. So we look yeah. at somebody else, the choice that they made, and they're like, oh, I never I never want to move to the suburbs, or I never want to take that job. And so we yeah. almost judge it instantly. And even though it's not the right thing for us, doesn't mean that it's not the right thing for them. And like, how exciting for them. Like, that's mm-hmm. so cool. Like, they, they figured it out, and they, hear me out, changed. And like, I think we're so, um, you know, attached to our creative identities that sometimes it's really hard to admit when we're changing and we're transitioning. Mm. And um, I, I mean, I, one of the good things I've said since I was young was that as soon as I, as soon as dance doesn't really bring me joy anymore, I'm going to stop dancing. Like I, I, it's just what's going to happen. I'm not going to do something that doesn't make me happy. And it does still make me happy. Um, but you, you can't force it and you have to accept Mm -hmm. the change because we're all going to change. We're going to grow and things are going to serve our lives in very different ways. Mm, Absolutely. Oh, such a good point. Finding that right balance in your career is incredibly difficult as a creative. If you are lacking time, energy, or money to do the thing that you love, it might be time to figure out what needs to change. If you have no idea where to start, I encourage you to grab my free creative career audit. This worksheet will walk you through a process to help you identify what's bringing you joy in your work and what really needs to go. You can head to my website at www.victoriahines.com or grab the direct link in the show notes below. Alrighty, back to the show. I want to switch a little bit to talking about your creative entrepreneurship as well. So do you want to tell the listeners all about how you sort of embrace that business side of you with your artistic and creative side as well? Yeah. I mean, during COVID, I think everybody got pretty entrepreneurial, which Mm -hmm. was very inspiring to see Um, (laughs) from like, like truly from like people, you know, doing Instagram live fitness classes and lots of new businesses were started and huge career pivots. Um, It was a really transformational phase for, especially for creatives, maybe the most for creatives, creatives and medical professionals, probably the the two most transformative industries. Um, And so my best friend from college, Ramit Ravi, um, and I have always had this like urge to figure out a way to improve this creative career that we've chosen. We, all of our friends like work in finance and consulting and real estate. And so we see the, the experiences that they have and the norms that they have. And then we compare that to our own (laughs) and we're like, this can't be real. Like we are so aghast when people have benefits, like just base, like sick pay. Like we're just aghast by concepts like that, that are so normalized in any other industry. So we've always wanted to make a difference. Um, and during COVID, we finally just found the bandwidth to do that because we didn't have jobs. Um, so we did a ton of market research. We brainstormed, we figured it out for several months. Um, our go-to market strategy was a pretty generalized um, network for professional creatives to connect, to find work, um, to meet new people, to meet existing people that they already have in their network and just kind of have everything in one place. Um, we jumped pretty big and went 
in with a really generalized idea, which looking back was good and bad. Uh, you can do anything on the site, which is a good thing. And you mm -hmm. can do anything on the site, which is a terribly bad thing. Uh, so we in 2021 were able to really hone in on what provided the most value for artists and creatives. And they told us, they were like, we just want to work. We end of the day, just want to work. Mm -hmm. And ideally want to work in a creative field. If that can happen and you can help us to make those connections, that's the biggest source of value right now and long-term. So Artswork has really become, especially in the last six months, um, a, a professional marketplace for creatives to get matched to relevant work. So we have a, our existing network of users um, and a constantly growing one, as well as a new demand side of clients uh, who we make those connections to get dance teachers connect to studios, to get judges with competitions, to get photographers with corporate clients. Um, we're making those connections and bridging that gap. And it has been such a joy to not only see creatives working, but also to solve the problem for the other side of the market, mm -hmm. especially, you know, best example is a dance studio. Anybody who's run a dance studio in the last two years is a freaking superhero. And I, I will die yeah. on that hill. Anyone who's worked in a creative administrative field at all is mm -hmm. a superhero. Um, and to help them has been a value add that we didn't even intend to do. It's absolutely incredible, which I will put that in the show notes below, uh, the link to Arts Work, which I remember the first time I stumbled onto that site, I was like, wait a second, somebody's created LinkedIn, but for creatives, <laughs> which is really kind of, and I know it's still like in that, early stage and it's still growing and it's still yeah. figuring itself out, which any, any product, any tech product does. Um, but I think there's, there's a real need out there. There's, you know, back when I was forming my own business, you do all that research of like, where do, where do the people that you want to be talking to live? And the mm. reality is most of us as creatives don't live on LinkedIn. Like we probably have a profile because right. we were told by some in college, college uh -huh, <laughs> career counselor that we should have one. It's not for us. No. Yeah. It's great. It's sometimes for us for like the side jobs, mm -hmm. but it's not for us. Nope, not at all. And it's, it's, yeah, it's great for those side jobs. It has a place. It has a purpose. I'm sure your real estate and finance friends love it. Totally. It's also like a social network now. Like people go mm -hmm. viral on LinkedIn, which is so funny to me. It sounds hysterical, but it's also pretty cool. You know, um, I, I think that Artswork definitely did start as that. It started, we envisioned it as such um, and have since really been listening and, and embracing the pivot, which is scary, but cool and exciting. Um, and I, I think like the best example is a, 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 I met a, a dancer, Katie, in person a, a few months ago, and she's an arts worker and we booked her for a ton of work on the site. And I met her in person. I was like, oh my God, Katie, hi. Like, we know each other. <laughs> she was like, oh my God. She was like, Nick, you're, you're my number one employer right now. And I was like, no, I'm not. She's like, no, you are my number one employer right now. And I was like, that is while like I oh my we never set out to do that and so um to be at that point of actually actually getting like checks and artists pockets is so mm -hmm. wild that's an incredible incredible need can I um 
So what's, I'm going to like just plug this right now, but what's yeah. what's the best way for businesses or artists to get to ne- connected with the job services that you provide? Oh, totally. I mean, the easiest way is that we have a, a main inbox. It's just contact at artsbrook.com. Um, and from there, depending on what you need and how you hope to be helped, we have a, a bunch of different onboarding forms. Um, if you're somebody looking to hire an artist, we have like a super easy enter all the info that you need and we'll figure it out for you. And then if you're an artist hoping to get work, we have a a pretty similar form where we just learn everything about you. What do you do? What do you want to, how do you want to work? What are your rates? What is your availability? Um, Information that often gets left out in those preliminary conversations. It's actually super pivotal. So basically contact at artsfork.com is the best way to reach out to us and see if we can support you in any way at this time. And if we can't right now, I promise we can in the future. (laughs) That's amazing. Everybody who's listening to this episode should definitely create a profile or connect with Nick and Artswork if you have not already. So I'm just going to it's probably going to be my little one thing at the end. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Oh, that being said, so I want to spin it a little bit in this direction. So we talked about all of the different things you do. You're a dancer, actor, fitness instructor, model, choreographer. You also run. I'm tired. <laughs> a tech business. Uh-huh. I'm not surprised. Um, I want to ask you, do you ever feel unbalanced in your career? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Um, yeah, I feel unbalanced all the time and I usually like that. I Mm. like that my Tuesday looks different from my Wednesday every single week. I said to you before we started, I really love that. Like, I, I think that is so special that we have the opportunity to have such dynamics in our day to day. It keeps me excited. It keeps me energized. Like I can't possibly be bored because every day looks different but it requires like a really clear support system. Um, it requires me setting better boundaries every week than the week before. Um, and knowing when I have to take a me day and a me hour even. Um, so I, I feel thankful for the people around me that are my support system that really like are the only reason that I <laughs> keep going. Um, Cause you can't do it by yourself. You know, you can't work five jobs in a week and just be on your own. You got to have somebody to say, Oh my gosh, look at this. This just happened. I think that's the number one is like the support system and just finding the balance where you can with the knowledge that the unbalance is actually beautiful. Hmm. I like that. That sounds so much easier said than done. Like I'm, I'm, Oh, oh my gosh. Totally. <laughs> I I made it sound like poetry. No, 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 no. It sucks sometimes. It's awful sometimes. Um, But it's, it's, uh, it's what we've chosen. And again, I just, I really do go back to like, do what makes you happy. And when one of those things in my life kind of wanes in the happiness department, I get rid of it. Like there, I said no to a job this morning because, which even to be in a place to say no to a job is like, I feel so lucky and blessed like I said, no to a job this morning because I was like, I'm past that. Like I would have done that five years ago, but that's not going to bring me joy anymore. That's just not going to serve its purpose. And so in saying no and realizing how far I've come, I created a little bit more balance for myself. Hmm. Do you have a method to creating stronger and stronger boundaries week after week? Oh, goodness. 
No, <laughs> I, I, gosh, I'm trying to think if I do. Um, no, but I know that I want to keep growing. And mm-hmm. so one of the things that I've really learned in arts work and that my co-founder has taught me the most of is like, what can we do today that contributes to the goals for the end of the week, that contributes to goals for the end of the month, that contributes to the goals for the end of the quarter. If I think about a month from now, I'll lose my mind because that is so ambitious. That is such a, I'm so far away from where I am right now. I literally can only think about today. And so I think I do, I've started to take that into my, you know, balance and into my daily life of like, what can I do today to, to create a little bit of balance? What can I do today to feel a little bit more at peace and to feel like I'm not going to burn out tomorrow, not in a week, not in a month tomorrow. So just taking it really one step at a time and pretty, being pretty goal oriented in that, you know, you can't control what's going to happen in a week. You can control what you're doing right now. Um, so it's just smaller goals and smaller actions. Mm-hmm. It sounds like though, that you still have those long-term dreams. You still have those long-term goals, mm-hmm. but once you've set them, you sort of like push them into the future and it's like, okay, now we're, mm-hmm. now we're here. Now we're in this moment. Now we're present. Yeah. It's really overwhelming to think about them in the future. Like I, I want to buy an apartment. I know what that requires for me financially. Mm-hmm. I can't think about that today because <laughs> that's terrifying, yeah. but I can, but I can think about what I can do today to work towards that goal, you know? And it's just, it has to be so small and so incremental. And that's the only way that you can truly like be kind to yourself in any of those processes. Oh, I can so deeply relate to that. I'm, I'm in the process of like realizing, like, I want to buy an apartment too. So, but it's been, it's been like that micro step by micro step because as an actor, I just kept pushing it and pushing and pushing it and never thinking it was possible. And I think I finally realized I met a realtor as a friend in a session and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to meet with her one-on-one. I don't, I don't know where this is going to go. I'm just going to ask questions. I'm just going to be curious. But like, it took that step for me to open myself up to, okay, now we can, now we can figure out a roadmap. Yeah. A roadmap. That's exactly Mm -hmm. it. It's just, it has to be, it has to be step-by-step and the patience that it requires is ridiculous. Um, But it also really serves you in being kind to yourself and knowing that there's going to be months for you you go backwards in those goals. You literally take two steps backwards and that's okay because when you actually take that step back, way back, and you compare yourself from a year ago to where you are now, there were so many steps backwards. There were days where nothing happened, but overall, you're going to be able to see that progress line. And that is like what I've been starting to live in is like the way high picture progress line. That's a really great place to live in because it's, it's, it's so hard when you get caught up in that that day-to-day and the, when you're just like stuck into like who I am today is not who I wanted to be. So therefore I'm a failure, which is not true. Oh oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, when I, those, those really hard moments are the moments that I say, what would 10 year old Nick think about me today? Mm. And like 10 year old Nick would be losing his mind. You know what I mean? Like I live in New York city. I'm a professional performer huh? What? (laughs) Like, and yes, I didn't book the job and I just got cut at the callback and I'm crying on the sidewalk, but like, 
10-year-old me would still be in my <laughs> mind because I've worked so hard and I've come so far. So like when it's really hard, I have to just think about me in fifth grade and like being just so in disbelief of where we've gotten to. So many great words of advice that you're sharing. I'm I'm going to have a hard time pulling the little snippets from this one. <laughs> uh, last but not least, I want to ask you a question before you share with us how we can keep in touch with you. What advice would you give to an artist who is looking to feel a little bit more confident in their career today? That's a great question. The advice that I would give to an artist looking to feel more confident in their career, I, I really do. And I think this answer is really new to me, um, but I think, it's, I think it's setting goals. I think it is writing down on your laptop or in a journal or in your head where am I a month from now? Where am I six months from now? Where am I a year ago? Um, some people call that manifesting. I don't know that I use that language. I think the goal setting of it all is what drives the action and what drives the intent. Um, because if I say like, I'm going to, I'm going to be in a, a national tour in a year, what can I do today to make that happen is is I think the only thing we can control. It's just focusing on what you can control and knowing that if you don't achieve that goal, you're able to look back on it and say, great, I didn't achieve that goal. What could I have done differently? And, and, you know, figure that out from there. And then if you did achieve the goal, like, how did I, how did I get there? What, what (laughs) things worked, you know? So I think it's figuring out a way to goal set and focus on those smaller things that you can control to work towards those goals. Because just like we've been talking about, if you, if you think about it too far in advance, it's really overwhelming. So it's those small day to days that can provide a little bit more confidence and like, you're doing it. You're doing what you could do today to make that happen. You found the thing that you can control to help you build towards the thing you want in the future. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's all any of us can ever do. Yeah. It doesn't end in, end in anything, you know, creative career or, or whatnot. That's kind of all we can do. <laughs> and that's pretty new to me, to be totally honest. Mm. That's really recent. And it comes from, you know, having a business. And if I treat my life the way I do it in my business, that's a really nice mindset. That's a great mindset. Oh, so many words of wisdom. But Unfortunately, we do have to wrap this. Nick, how can we keep in touch with you as well as arts work? Yeah, you can stay in touch with me on socials, on Instagram and TikTok at artswork. Oh no, at Nick Silverio, two O's. Oh my gosh, my my identity has bled with my company. (laughs) Um, Nick Silverio, two O's is my Instagram and TikTok. And then artswork, uh, you can stay connected with us on artswork official on those same socials. Amazing. Thank you so much, Nick, for hopping on the podcast today. Thank you. This was so fun. Oh my goodness. Wasn't Nick just completely fabulous? The way he has been able to take all of these different creative facets of his life and puzzle piece his entire career together just blows me away. And I cannot see, wait to see what he does next, as well as what he does with arts work, which is truly incredible. All right, here's your one thing this week. I want you to go to Artswork using the show notes below. There'll be a link. And I want you to go ahead and create a profile. 
Go ahead and show yourself off, put yourself on the website. And if you're interested in creative work right now, go ahead and follow Nick's advice and go to contact at artswork.com and send them an email telling them a little bit about what you're looking for in work, as well as linking back to that profile you created. All right, my friends, if you want to show the podcast some love, don't forget that this is completely free. You can rate, review, and subscribe. Also tell a friend if you're enjoying. Until the next week, stay creative.